Hello, welcome to this next podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the five strategic core pillars you need in your facial aesthetic business. I'm going to be discussing why your business strategy must come before your tactics. Let's face it, you don't want to build the wrong business from the get-go or have your ladder up against the wrong wall. So I'll give you my personal pearls of wisdom from my first-hand experience so you can get your face business off to a flying start. So what are the five strategic core pillars? They are number one, marketing. Number two, sales. Number three, operations. Number four, finance. And number five, talent. There. So first of all, before I look at these five strategic core pillars, let's have a look at the difference in definition between a strategy and a tactic. And I wasn't really good at this. I was doing loads of tactics, being a busy bee, working, head down, grinding and hustling, but I did not have an overall strategy. So I was busy, but not making much progress. So strategy is the overarching plan or set of goals. Changing strategies like turn, trying to turn around an aircraft carrier. It can be done, but not quickly. Tactics are the specific actions or steps you undertake to accomplish your strategy. So from this definition, we know strategy comes in first. What is your strategy for marketing, sales, operation, talent, finances? Then you would devise the tactics to do, to, to do how, what, etc. So let's have a look at these five strategic core pillars in more detail. Starting off with number one, marketing. So what is the definition? Our marketing is the process of consistently attracting qualified leads. So that is my strategy. So my strategy is going to be, for my marketing strategy is going to be, I'm to attract qualified leads on a consistent basis. So I use the three M's for my marketing campaign. The first M is market, second M is message, third M is medium channel. So the first M, market. Who is your target market? What are the type of patients you want to attract? So we want to look at their demographics, their age, sex, income, location, and their psychographics as well, their lifestyle. What hobbies do they have? Where do they spend their money? What restaurants, clubs, spas do they go to? Second part of market is the message. What you do is how it benefits the end user. So you need to look at your value proposition. Why should they come and choose to see you? What is it about you that separates, differentiates yourself from the marketplace? And then the third M in the market mix is medium channel. What medium channel are you going to use? Broadly speaking, this will fall into internal marketing, which is marketing to your existing patients, external marketing, so patients that don't know you, internet marketing, so Google, pay-per-click, AdWords, and then social media marketing, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. So that's our marketing strategy, attracting consistent leads, divided into three subsections, your target market, your message, and your medium channel. So the second strategic pillar is sales. So this is the consistent sales conversion that converts to business. So we're looking at the patient journey and the consultation in this strategy. So I broadly um, 
talk about my patient consultation into five parts, five steps. Step one is rapport. So rapport is the close and a harmonious relationship in which people or groups concerned are in sync with each other. We understand each other's feelings or ideas and communicate smoothly. So you need to master the skill of active listening, where you are really listening to the patient concerns and feelings behind their words. What most people do is they half listen. So while they're listening to the patient, they're getting ready for how to respond. They're thinking of their question. My golden rule, silence is good. You cannot spell silent without listen. Step number two is values. What does the patient value and does it match your value? Patients will buy what they value. And this is an essential piece of information found out during the consultation. And this will include questions such as, what is the patient hoping to achieve? Is it reasonable? Can you deliver the results that they want? Are they motivated by pain or pleasure? Step number three is pair the benefits with the values. So we are not selling features, but the benefits of the service we offer. But this has to match the patient's values you've listed from the consultation phase. Let's say you have a patient that has a very rigid time frame of one week, and they are inquiring about anti-wrinkle injections. After careful assessment, you have agreed that they will benefit from the anti-wrinkle injections. The benefits of the treatment are numerous, but since it doesn't meet the criteria or the rigid time frame that is valued by the patient, they will not buy from you. Step number four, objections. Contrary to most people, I actually love getting objections because it shows that the patient's interested in your recommendations. If there was no chance of them buying, they would not have any um, objections. So change your thinking. Objection is not the problem. It gives you an opportunity and information to make the sale. So objection equals opportunity. A lot of people get confused with the definition of objection versus rejection. The objection is where they disagree or have doubts about what's on offer, whereas a rejection is a flat no. So that's why I would encourage objections. Generally speaking, the objections, the patient will come back will fall into three categories. The first one is money. For example, it's expensive. It's more than I expected. What we want to do here is re-emphasize the value because it's never about the price. It's always about the value that you're offering. Can you consider any guarantees or risk referrals that you may be able to offer? Also, I remind the patient, the triangle. No one can give them the best quality, best service and lowest price. So it's always quality, service, price. They cannot have all three. So I say, okay, best quality, best service, price, which one can you go without? Most of them will say, I don't want to go without best quality and best service. Then I'm going to say, you can't have the lowest price. The second time objection is time. They cannot commit to the time required to complete the treatment. So then I would go back to their initial concerns and ask them, what would it cost them by not going ahead with the treatment? Offer a call, cooling off period if they're unsure and me booking a couple of weeks. And then the third type of objection is credibility. They don't believe you or are not confident in you delivering the results they want. So you want to showcase your case studies, testimonials, opportunity to speak to your past patients who have undertaken the treatment. And then step five of the consultation process is the close. Many patients, many people, clinicians, sorry, don't ask for the sale. Why? Maybe because we fear of rejection. 
what's the worst that is a patient I say no, but you've never asked the answer is always going to be no. Obviously, we don't want to sound too pushy. Simple statements I use are, would that work for you? Does that make sense? So we go ahead and take care of. So that is the sales process. Five steps to it. The first step is building rapport. Second step is values. Step three is paired and benefits to the values. Step four is objections, which is opportunities. Step five, the close, ask for the business. The first strategic pillar I want to talk about is operations. Operations is creating resilient and efficient systems allowing you to focus on what you enjoy. You should be only concentrating on the consultation and treating the patient. You should try to automate everything else. Look at the systems you need now and in the future. Obviously, you're going to need a patient management software to book appointments, send reminders, treatment records, payment processing. You may need a CRM system, a customer relation management, where you can send your emails out. Zero are used for cloud-based accounting software. Trello, T-R-E-L-L-O, is where we organise team tasks and collaborate with my team. So look at the systems you need now and for the future. The fourth strategic pillar is finances. Same again, my strategy for my business is to establish a profitable cash positive business. What's the annual turnover you want to achieve this year, 2022, 2023? As well as our normal accountancy spreadsheet, profit and loss balance sheets, cash flow projections, we need to look at our KPIs. So I'll refer you to one of my previous episodes of the podcast looking at key performance indicators. The final fifth strategic pillar is talent. This is where we're going to be hiring, nurturing and retaining top talent. Who do you need now and who do you need in the future? Always be looking. I'm always on the lookout at restaurants, hotels for excellent customer service of people. Get their details. Top talent is not lying there or sitting there waiting for your phone call. They may need to give six months notice. I have an old adage, buy slowly, buy quickly. So two types of talent you'll be needing is direct and indirect. Direct is obviously marketing. You may need a marketing manager, in-house marketing, operations, practice manager, clinic manager, sales, will you get a treatment coordinator or will you do the consultation yourself? Finances, you'll need a bookkeeper and talent is clinicians and non-clinical team, admin, front of desk. Then your indirect talent will be your insurance providers, your pharmacies, your suppliers, clinical waste contractors, digital marketing agency, PR, and your accountants. So in summary, you need to have a definition and a roadmap for each of those five strategic pillars. Marketing, sales, operations, finance, and talent. Get the strategic definition out first, then you can look at the tactics because your tactics will be how do I achieve that strategy? And then you'll save so much time and money by disregarding any tactics that doesn't reach your strategic goal. Hope you found this podcast useful and look forward to speaking to you at the next episode very soon.